This is the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Jim Richmond to the program. Good to talk with you, Jim. Good to talk with you, Bob. Jim Richmond is retired from a career with General Electric. He's had a lifelong interest in genealogy and American history, has written several articles on genealogy and local history. He's the author of the book War on the Middle Line, the founding of a community in the Cateroceros patent in the midst of the American Revolution. Events described took place in Saratoga County, New York. With Kim McCartney, he is co-author of a history book on the Saratoga County town of Milton called Milton, New York, a new town in a new nation. And what I want to talk with him about on the Historian's podcast is that in the last two years, and maybe it's longer, but it seems to me it's two years, uh, Jim, you've been involved in a revival of interest in local history in Saratoga County. Can you kind of uh, explain that to us? Yes, it's actually been shorter time than that. It's been a little over a year. Um, in April 2018, uh, we started up a group in Boston Spa called the Boston Area History Roundtable. And this was a, a group that uh, has met uh, monthly since then uh, to uh, develop uh, interest in local history among the regional folks that are interested. Um, in April of this year, we expanded that program uh, and rebranded it as a Saratoga County History Roundtable in recognition of the fact that we're trying to reach out to the entire uh, county. Uh, we have uh, um, discussion groups. We try to do some different things with history. We've had workshops. Uh, we're doing a debate during August between uh, uh, Saratoga and Balsam Spa with some participants from uh, the early 18th century. Uh, we do field trips, and uh, generally there's been quite a, a positive response to this uh, activity. Hmm. Were you surprised at uh, the growth in, in this, or did you sense this would happen? Um, yes, I was surprised because I wasn't sure. It really came out of the fact that uh, Kim and I had written the book on on uh, Milton, and there was no real venue in the area of local history associations and so on. Uh, we started out with a group of uh, twenty or twenty-five. We usually have uh, more than that now at our at our uh, monthly events, uh, but we actually have a, a mailing list and a group of well over a hundred people that have. Uh, uh, been involved in our programs over the last year. Maybe I'm off base on this, but I've sort of watched this develop. You know, from the emails you sent me over the uh, since a- April of 2018. But the Boston Area History Roundtable was that affiliated with a uh, history organization in Boston Spa? Yeah, it was really uh, affiliated or associated with the Brookside Museum, which is the Saratoga County uh, Historical Association. Um, we use their facility at the, at Brookside for a lot of our programs, and we work with them in collaboration on different uh, programs. Uh, for instance, we just shared a an exhibit at the uh, Saratoga County Fair uh, between uh, uh, Brookside and the uh, and the historical roundtable, history roundtable. And the whole concept, or the concept of a history roundtable. I mean, I've heard that name. Um, and the, what comes to my mind is there are Civil War history roundtables, right? Maybe there's one around here. There's a Civil War history roundtable. There's American Revolution uh, roundtable. What we've tried to do to move beyond just the lecture approach, as I mentioned, was to have uh, some more interaction between the people that attend these events. That's why we have discussion groups 
and so on, and try to work uh, to help people learn more about how to research history, for instance. We plan a program early next year in association with the Heritage Hunters, which is the uh, Saratoga County uh, Genealogy Society, uh, to work with our uh, folks that attend on how to uh, uh, develop more knowledge on your own family history. So uh, we're trying to do a lot of interaction with other history groups in the county, um, and we're also trying to make it uh, more um, interesting to the people that attend, that they're just not passive listeners, but they're participants. Mm-hmm. And why or change the name to Saratoga County as opposed to Boston area? Well, I've got to give credit to that to John Shear. You may know John. He's the longtime Clifton Park uh, uh, town historian. And when I went to meet with him uh, early, or last year and uh, talked to him about our, you know, our group and everything, he said, well, you Jim, you've got the wrong name. You should call it uh, Saratoga County History Roundtable to broaden your perspective beyond Boston Spa. He was right. Uh, We've done a lot of programs in the county uh, beyond Boston Spa, Saratoga area, and I think it's uh, allowed us to uh, uh, reach a lot more people and to engage a lot more people in history. Mm. In fact, uh, you you mentioned how you do debates. I believe you've done a a debate as one of the participants uh, of sort of arguing the importance of Boston Spa uh, as opposed to Saratoga Springs, right? Yes, that's an interesting uh, collaboration I have with uh, Charlie Kenzel. Char- Charlie Kenzel is uh, uh, currently going to become the president of the Saratoga County History Museum, and he was a long-term uh, tour guide in Saratoga Springs that uh, your listeners may be aware of. Uh, him and I uh, have done and will continue to do a debate about the relative merits of Boston Spa versus Saratoga Springs. <laughs> and it's set in 1836, so we're uh, acting as participants uh, in that time period of 1836, uh, when the decision on which was going to be the more prominent village was still up in the air. Yeah, I would think, because, for example, uh, Saratoga, the name is world-renowned for horse racing, but there was no horse racing. I mean, there might have been horse racing, but the the Saratoga track didn't exist in 1836. No, this was obviously the the time when both Boston and Saratoga were um, attracting visitors solely because of their springs, um, mostly because of their, uh, their springs, their mineral springs, for health reasons. Saratoga was about that time time uh, making a uh, a transition to be more let's say uh, interesting entertainment for the visitors including gambling and so on and uh, in a lot of ways Boston resisted that so that was this is about a turning point for the uh, two villages well to to take up your argument as the Boston Spa defender i mean Boston Spa had more industry did it not in the 19th century and 20th century it did. and again that's one of the arguments that we use in or i use in the debate that the uh, Yes, Saratoga probably will uh, turn out to be the more prominent resort, but the fact is that uh, we have something that uh, uh, Saratoga does not have, and that's water power Mm -hmm. uh, with the Cateros, and that's allowed us to uh, uh, develop a number of mills and factories, uh, which was only beginning really in 1836, and it really expanded after that. Uh, But but I, uh, with the hindsight of uh, looking backward, I'm going to... uh, discuss that uh, industry and say it's coming, and it will. <laughs> okay. Um, but but certainly, uh, I, I would say Saratoga County 
has certain advantages that some of the other counties in New York State don't have in terms of visibility and um, interesting places to go and so on and so forth. But can what you, you're doing in Saratoga County in, involving local history, the Saratoga County History Roundtable maybe specifically, can that be applied in, in other places, other uh, counties in the area or the state? Oh, certainly I think it, it can, and it may well be. I don't want to say that we're the only one uh, doing it. I think uh, a couple of keys to uh, that we learned actually at the uh, Saratoga County Fair is that uh, people do have an interest in history if you can make it personal for them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ways you make it personal for them ha- has to do with their own family history. At our exhibit, we really had, uh, um, for instance, books and maps with people's uh, names on it from the early 1800s, mid-1800s. And people were attracted to that because they were looking for their family names and so on. So there's a big connection between history and genealogy uh, that I think attracts people. Yes, I think that's a very good point. I, uh, as you know, write a history column for the Daily Gazette newspaper about Fulton and Montgomery counties, and the inquiries I get are generally specific to a family. And, and it, it might not even be the main point of a column, but perhaps I mention somebody's name in passing, and I'll hear from, I don't know, Kansas City or someplace where they say, oh, you know, that, I was the Smith family there. And, uh, you know, do you know more? And they're always asking me, what, do I know more about what happened to them? And unfortunately, I usually don't. Yeah, and I think that's what uh, attracts people. And if you can make the connection between people's family history and the events that were happening in the, happening in the country and the nation in those previous generations, uh, that's the hook you can use to get people interested, not just in their own family, but in the history of the times that they lived. Yeah. Well, in fact, there's an old uh, saying or description of news coverage called telephone book journalism <laughs> that's... Uh, well, individual newspapers, it usually was applied to newspapers, you know, just threw a lot of names into the paper because that's what people wanted to see. And and it could be both bad and good, you know, being arrested for DWI, but also uh, being uh, the valedictorian of a high school. Yeah, I think I've heard that story before, and that's really sells newspapers for sure. Yeah. And also it seems to sell local history is what you're saying. Exactly. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me ask you this. I don't mean to give you grief if you haven't, because uh, you are trying. Do you got any young people coming in on this? Um, yes, we do. Actually, that, that's a, a uh, concern we've always had, because when, if you go to a lot of the historical uh, societies and so on, they're, uh, 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 by and large, senior citizens. But uh, I think the, the attraction that we have, we do have a number of... Uh, of young people, I'd say um, young young adults in 20s and 30s uh, that are there, and they're attracted for different reasons. Some of them are purely attracted to their genealogy. We have two or three um, local um, uh, history teachers in the high school, and so they are looking at ways that they could bring their programs, uh, history programs, collaborate with the roundtable and with their, their AP classes in history, for instance, in the in the 12th grade. Yeah, that is also a, a good point. You usually find, um, and I have had the pleasure of working with several uh, sort of inspired uh, teachers, and uh, their names have fled from my brain right now, <laughs> but uh, I specifically recall several teachers at Amsterdam High who wanted to have history put to their students, and another 
a teacher up in uh, Gloversville was teaching a BOCES class, but she wanted to uh, get involved, you know, in in terms of the career training that BOCES offered. BOCES offered talk about you know the industries that were, and, and so on and so forth. But in general, and uh, not that you would be necessarily an expert on this, I think it's so that the the state curriculum on history is it's not as robust as it could be you know, in terms of uh, local history. Do you, do you think so, or do you get that feeling? I get that impression by talking again with the, uh, with the high school teachers, and I don't have direct knowledge of that, but they are required. Uh, there are so many requirements for uh, um, the various uh, study programs and the curriculums that it allows less time than some of them would certainly like to have in terms of, uh, of uh, focusing on local history. We're talking with Jim Richmond of Saratoga County. Uh, We're talking with him about a revival of interest in local history in that county, an organization that he's uh, been involved with with for a a year and a half or so that is uh, now called the Saratoga County History Roundtable. We'll be back with Jim in just a moment. This is the Historian's Podcast, and we depend on your support to continue uh, in operation. You can make a donation by going out to this website, gofundme.com forward slash historians2019. Um, actually, the, it's a forward slash 2019, the historians. But once you start typing those words in, uh, uh, probably Google will figure out where you want to go. And if you want to make a donation uh, online, that'd be great. But if you'd rather uh, send a check, you can make out a check to me, Bob Cudmore, and send to Bob Cudmore, 125 Horstman Drive in Scotia, New York, 12302. And thank you very much. We're talking with Jim Richmond of the Saratoga County History uh, Roundtable. And I believe, is, is this true that you're called the coordinator? Is that sort of your title there? Yeah, I've kind of evolved into that, which means that I handle a lot of the paperwork, <laughs> but also try to uh, develop the programs. But we have a uh, a core group of uh, half a dozen folks that I would consider really our leadership team. Um, and we're fortunate that we have people that are at long-term uh, involvement in history. Uh, one of our core team members is uh, Lauren Roberts, who's a Saratoga County historian. Mm-hmm. Um John Cromey is also on our core team, and he's just been appointed the uh, Boston Spa Village historian. And uh, John is a lawyer in Boston, but he has probably the more most knowledge of Boston Spa of any uh, current <laughs> resident of the of the village. And he's taken that position, which had been vacant for many years, and he's on our team as well. Mm-hmm. I know of uh, Lauren Roberts. We we did a podcast with her and uh, the documentary. I mean, she wasn't the only one that was involved in it, but this documentary about the uh, great Sacandaga Lake. Yes, that has actually been, uh, I think, a a great boon to uh, history in this area. Uh, She was, uh, as I talked to her, she was really amazed at the response to that. I think she told me at one point that she's she's shown it to over a thousand people, maybe more now. But uh, the fact is, is that resonated with uh, a lot of the people because Either them or more likely their parents or grandparents uh, were part of that uh, uh, experience when with uh, Sacandaga Lake was formed uh, with the dam. 
and they either were were uh, involved in that process or mm-hmm. or have camps there mm-hmm. along that reservoir in later years. So uh, a lot of people responded to that. And actually, we we have an event coming up that's uh, analogous to that, and that is the uh, in uh, in September on September 18th, we're going to have a, uh, a we're sponsoring a program uh, for the. 70th anniversary celebration of the Kessel Ring Navy site in West Milton. Mm-hmm. And th- that, if, uh, as I understand it, of course, it's a secret facility to, to a large extent, isn't it? But as I understand it, that's where they do uh, work on uh, nuclear reactors for the U.S. Navy's uh, submarine fleet. And uh, sailors come up there to get training and, and so on and so forth. But right, that, that is a place... You know, a lot of sailors have passed through there over the years. Right, and again, um, analogous to the uh, to the Sacandaga uh, Reservoir story, uh, a, a fair number of folks in Western Milton were re- were displaced as a result of that uh, eminent domain takeover. Really, well, I, I really wasn't up to speed. On it. Yeah, so that happened too. And we're going to hear a little bit about that from the town historian uh, Karen Stalters, but. Uh, uh, most interesting to me is the fact that the representatives from the site are, will be there and will do a public presentation about the uh, the site, which is fairly rare for them to do that. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. That'll be at the Milton Community Center in uh, in uh, Boston Spa uh, on September 18th. Well, uh, the uh, Milton uh, nuclear facility or government facility. And Sacandaga Lake, I mean, they're completely different things. But it seems to me if there's a general theme there, you spoke uh, before that um, you find that genealogy is what attracts a lot of people to local history. Oh, that was my grandfather. Oh, that was my great-grandfather. I'm working on my family tree. But also place. I mean, anything can be a place, but these are the... Castle Ring site and the Great Sacandaga Lake are probably good examples of how a place would appear uh, or places appeal to people uh, who, who might normally not have a great interest in history. Yeah, and if you think about it, those are two kind of unique um, circumstances or places, if you will. I mean, a large reservoir uh, taking over the uh, uh, various localities and, and towns that were absorbed by the reservoir a nuclear navy site in the middle of Saratoga County. Right, and we're not quite we're not quite next to the ocean here. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I didn't mean to. Turn, no, I'm saying it's, it's kind of unique situations. But I think the connection is that a lot of people in the county have some association with both places, mm-hmm. and that will uh, that draws them to uh, the history of those places. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, uh, maybe uh, uh, this will be a dud, but We've talked about people, places. What about things? Do things attract people to history? Yes, well, one of the things that we did at the uh, at the county fair exhibit, and this was uh, really uh, uh, the part promoted by Ann Clothier, who's the education director at Brookside, uh, was she had a display which included uh, artifacts from the from the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called it "What's It." <laughs> yes, uh, there was a lot of interest in that. People trying to determine or suss out what that item was, what, what the use of that item was, and so on. And uh, in addition, we had a display of uh, uh, 19th century children's toys. So these were hands-on exhibits uh, that uh, um, focus on the material culture of history. 
which is another area of interest uh, for for people in general, I believe. I I recall uh, being at Amsterdam's History Museum, the Walter Elwood Museum, where we had this uh, filmmaker from the Czech Republic come over. She was doing a, a documentary film in Europe on making carpets, and she'd heard about Amsterdam and its role in the carpet industry. And so uh, she, she was just fascinated to be in the, the little room they have there, which shows you, uh, you know, part of a, they don't have a whole loom, you know, a big loom, but they have some uh, yarns that have been set into the mode of of carpet making. And, uh, you know, the, the other objects, you know, that maybe people used, uh, even something as simple as a pair of scissors or what the carpet workers, including my dad, always used to call shears. You know, every you know, carpet worker practically carried a holster, uh, not with a weapon exactly, but with the, the shears in them because they were always having to cut yarn. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's interesting. And we, we had a similar program. Again, one of the things we try to do is collaborate with other organizations. And uh, Marianne Fitzgerald, who's the Saratoga mm-hmm. County... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Saratoga City Historian. It does a wonderful program on the Van Ralt Mills in, in uh, Saratoga Springs from their foundation in the early 1900s up to the 1970s. And she's had a great response to that, again, because her audience is often people that actually worked at the mill or whose parents worked at the mill. And uh, she has a great number of stories to tell. So there's that material culture. Our, the mills in Saratoga were not like the mills in Amsterdam, Bob, but we did have a mill. Oh, no, you had quite <laughs> a few mills. Right? Yes, but I'm saying the one in Saratoga was a textile mill. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of interesting. The What probably people, your uh, listeners may know has been Rawls in Saratoga. And, yes, we had a lot of cotton and paper mills along the uh, the Cateros as well in the uh, pretty much the second half of the 19th century. Mm. And also, in addition to people, places, and things, I, I think there's an interest in, or an interest in history can be fostered by people who are outdoor people. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, again, going back to my roots in Amsterdam, uh, John Napel and a bunch of other uh, volunteers ha- have done a lot of work cleaning up the banks of the Chuctanunda Creek, or technically the North Chuctanunda Creek, which was the big source of power for the early mills in Amsterdam, and it's become a hiking trail. And there's this uh, abandoned powerhouse at one of the carpet uh, companies that's sort of a destination on the on the trail. So that kind of thing appeals appeals to people. Uh, yeah, it certainly does. Uh, we like I had mentioned, I think that we had. Uh, we have an association, or we had a uh, an event up at Grant's Cottage, for instance, uh, uh, which is a, a an organization, the Friends of Grant's Cottage, which has really expanded the amount of their programming they do up there. And of course, that is certainly a, a beautiful spot, um, you know, on top of Mount McGregor, and mm-hmm. that, that's an area. More recently, I mentioned we a tour of uh, Visher Ferry by John uh, Shearer, the uh, Clifton Park historian. Um, of course, and that's a, 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 a very uh, interesting location along the banks of the old Erie Canal, so mm-hmm. uh, which has also walking and hiking tours. So certainly there is an outdoor uh, connection to history as well. And uh, Grant's Cottage, in terms of historic attractions, that's another thing or place <laughs> that's in uh, Saratoga County, and that's um, very prominent, and that's where Grant wrote his 
uh, memoirs as he died. I believe he died there. That's um, right. He died there in 1885, right? And this is Ulysses Grant, the Civil War general. And that that still attracts people. In fact, um, I know that one of your books are, is specifically about the Revolutionary War. And we both have been attending the uh, conferences the people at the Fort Plain Museum have held over the past few years about the American Revolution in the Mohawk Valley or in, in our area. And that's certainly another major attraction for Saratoga County with you know, specifically the Battle of Saratoga and other places where fighting uh, took place, uh, such as you uh, wrote about in your book, War on the Middle Line. Right, and we have, uh, again, good connections with uh, the uh, folks at the uh, at the battlefield. Eric Schnitzer, is, uh, um, we've collaborated with him before, and he, had, he gave a wonderful program at Brookside uh, this spring. And I'd also like to mention uh, Brian Mack at Fort Plain, because he really is, I view him as like my mentor for uh, best practices and how to turn a small museum into a, a very engaging and far-ranging museum. Uh, um, uh, history uh, mm-hmm. venue, which I oh. know you're very familiar oh, with. Oh, yeah, no, but, you're exactly. And I'm glad to hear that uh, you credit him and that he, um, of, of course, has made, made that Fort Plain Museum into something. And attracting all these people that come from the U.S. and Canada, uh, it's sort of become a focus for a whole bunch of what they call loyalists, who had descendants of people who had fled the uh, um, revolution because they were loyal to the to Britain when Britain was losing and the fighting that took place. But yeah, Brian has done a lot. I think he would uh, own up, uh, he and uh, Norm Bolin, his uh, colleague at the Fort Plain Museum, that they got some inspiration from the folks down in Virginia, right? Williamsburg? Exactly, yeah. There's another uh, round table down in uh, Williamsburg area that's in the spring. Although I guess I've heard, I mean, it's just spec- that, that Williamsburg hasn't been as popular uh, late as it has been in the past. Well, one thing uh, interesting about history is uh, history's interest in history seems to wax and wane. I know that in the in the South, for instance, it was a, a high point was the 150th uh, anniversary uh, of the uh, of the Civil War, mm-hmm. um, and there were many events, many reenactments, and so on. And I recall talking to some of the rangers down there when we went to Appomattox at the end, and they were a little down because the fact is this was the big event, and they recognized that after the end of the 150th anniversary celebra- celebrations that the, uh, uh, you know, the interest in history may wane again. And it does come and go, um, but the fact is I think with the collaboration among different organizations, certainly I see it in this area, we can learn from each other and we can... Uh, I think, uh, sustain the interest in history. Well, and maybe I'm making a little list here. There's history itself, people, uh, places, things, the outdoors, you know, and also, well, I said history itself, I guess, and that would cover what we've been discussing. You know what just popped into my mind? You know, another thing that people are very interested in is... um, uh, hauntings. <laughs> I don't know how to exactly say it. I mean, they they love ghost stories. Ghost tours, the ghost tours. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I just saw a TV show now they do called um, Britain. I don't know, Mystic Britain or something like that. Uh, and that's always something that attracts a lot of people. Yeah, that's pretty popular. In fact, I think the uh, Saratoga Springs. Uh, History Museum at the Casino in Congress Park has a, uh, uh, during the summer, a weekly uh, uh, 
tour for that called Ghost Tours and so on. Well, unfortunately, we're just about out of time, Jim. Uh, Let me uh, say and add something to if you want, but it seemed to me that uh, people interested in hearing more about the Saratoga County History Roundtable, you have a a good website, saratogacountyhistoryroundtable.com, and you, you meet at the Brookside Museum still? Uh, on most months, we meet at the Brookside Museum. Uh, there are occasions such as the Kessel Ring uh, uh, celebration, which we'll be meeting at other places like the Milton Community Center. But our goal would be to be um, two or three times a year, at least, to meet in other areas of the county, which we have done last year in this, and we want to continue next year so we can start uh, uh, reaching out to uh, the far corners of the county. Historian Jim Richmond has been our guest, and we've been discussing a revival of interest in Saratoga County history and the work of the Saratoga County History Roundtable. Jim is the coordinator of that group. You have been listening to the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cutmore.